Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, welcome back. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Happy Friday, Keith. Oh, thank God it's Friday. Yes, TGIF for sure. Okay, happy news with another vaccine yeah. uh, approved in Canada. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is approved. Here is Dr. Sapriya Sharma, uh, Chief Medical Advisor at Health Canada, breaking the news there. This is the fifth vaccine that Health Canada has authorized for the prevention of COVID-19. In fact, Canada is the first major regulator to have authorized four vaccines. Pfizer-BioNTech, Moderna, AstraZeneca Serum Institute of India, and Janssen. Okay. Great news. Yeah. Great news. And we're not going to get Johnson & Johnson probably until uh, at least probably midway through April. Uh, but it's just more great news. I mean, we've got four vaccines now. Johnson & Johnson also, it's a one-dose, uh, one-and-done. Uh, it's uh, it's not quite as effective as the others, but it's still very effective. You know, it's it's what's showing, the effectiveness rate on it? I think it's uh, very high, more than eighty percent for uh, preventing hospitalizations and severe illness. Uh, you know, it's not Six, quite sixty six sixty six point nine percent effective. I'm seeing sixty six point nine from getting the virus, but in terms of severe illness, it's more like eighty percent. All right, so but just one shot. You don't need the booster shot. You don't need the booster shot. Okay. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be added to the mix. Again, it's a happy problem to have in terms of BC yeah. uh, trying to figure out first of all how to deal with AstraZeneca when it arrives because there's a, a shelf life for that one it expires in early April. Uh, so they've got to figure out the, the rollout for AstraZeneca. Now a, a rollout for Johnson & Johnson, but it's not going to land in B.C. Uh, for at least a month, and that gives uh, health authorities time to, pre to prepare. Okay. Does this set up a situation with, like, what people, which vaccine will go to which groups? You know, like you, most people would say, well, I want the Pfizer vaccine. I want the best vaccine. And I don't think you're going to get a choice for that. Yeah. Uh, only if you're over uh, probably well, over 80 will get Pfizer and Moderna. Yeah. Over 70 probably will as well because they're most effective on older population. Dr. Bonnie Henry, though, said this week, take the vaccine that's in front of you. Right. You line up for a vaccine, you, that's the one you take. If you want to wait for your age group, uh, that still has yet to be determined. Right now, it looks like uh, Pfizer and Moderna will still apply to the age groupings, yeah. but there's going to be thousands of people will be offered the vaccine ahead of their age grouping, depending on their occupation, and that will be AstraZeneca and perhaps Johnson & Johnson. Okay, four approved vaccines now, which is great. So we expect the supply of vaccine to ramp up here in the weeks ahead. And Bonnie Henry saying yesterday that better times are on the horizon, maybe by this summer. Here's Dr. Henry yesterday. I don't know, maybe I'm too optimistic, but uh, we're going to be in our post-pandemic world by the summer if things continue to go uh, the way that we want them to. We know there's going to be snags, so I, I hesitate to say that. And, but um, you know, I think it was Eisenhower said, no, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, but we are going to do our best and we are going to make sure that uh, uh, young people have that experience. And I think by the summer we're going to be able to be doing a lot more more of those connections that we need. Yeah. Dro dropping the Eisenhower quotes yeah. there. Wow. She's had a few historical quotes yeah. over over the past year. Interesting that she would express that optimism, even though our current situation, our uh, rolling seven-day average of case numbers is the highest right now than it's been since mid-January. 
Uh, the number of active cases right now is the highest it's been since mid-January. Our hospitalization number is the highest it's been since the beginning of the month, I think February 5th. So even those uh, indicators are not very good, the, this shows the impact, potential impact of mass vaccination. When we get literally 4 million people with a shot in their arms, 4.3 million by July, that means we're going to open up uh, significantly. And she's talking about sporting events. She's talking about group activities. And we could we could have the border Bring it open. On. You know, Bring Washington it on. State's um, uh, way ahead of us in terms of vaccinations. But we could have the border open by the summer. We could have mass gatherings again. Okay, we had a, a skirmish yesterday, interesting, in the legislature during question period uh, with uh, the liberals complaining about some people having their second shots uh, canceled because, of course, Bonnie Henry earlier this week had announced they're they're extending the period between the first dose and and the second booster shot to four months. Now, some people had already received their first dose and were scheduled mm-hmm. to receive the second dose on the original the original schedule, like three four weeks later. They got last minute notifications that no, the whole th- we're changing the whole thing. You got to mm-hmm. wait another two months now to get the shot, and, mm-hmm. and some people not happy about it. Now, have a listen to this. This is Shirley Bond, uh, the interim liberal leader here in question period, uh, asking the government about this, about people who had their second shots now cancelled. Perhaps there should be a discussion with the very people that are still expecting a second dose, some of the most frail, vulnerable British Columbians. And that situation wasn't the only one. If this government is going to move to a new protocol, the very people who are expecting a second dose, and they were expecting a second dose, should at least have been told. They were promised. They believed it. Okay. The, uh, the NDP government not very happy uh, getting this type of criticism, but I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. Bonnie Henry later, though, did issue an apology, she- and here's what she said. Let's yeah. listen to Dr. Henry here. I will um, regret and apologize to those communities, uh, to the long-term care homes, and to individuals who had a second dose scheduled that had been postponed uh, or for, for several months now. Okay, your thoughts. Well, um, the first dose gives you 90% protection. The second dose gives you 93, 94%. Is that really a big difference? I don't think so. Well, what uh, about people who were thought, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the vaccine today, like some people were told the day before, oh, by the way, you're not getting the shot now. Very few people. Um, no. Again, the, um, but again, it was a communications breakdown, I think. This came out of the blue. But, it, you know, it would have, if it hadn't occurred on uh, the day it did, it would have been the day after. Would that have made a big difference? What's interesting, the Liberals are playing a very interesting uh, strategy here. Uh, this was a decision by public health. It wasn't an NDP government decision. It was public health. And the Liberals, uh, under Andrew Wilkinson, took the position they were never going to uh, question the science and question public health. Now they are questioning public health, and that's a risky strategy for an opposition party. You don't see a lot of o- other opposition parties questioning public health. Well, are they questioning the the four-month delay? or well, they, It sounds like they well, are. Well, I think they were questioning whether some people who had been promised the second shot should should maybe have got the second shot well, they've, like but, they were promised. But they've questioned other aspects, and it's, it's interesting. They've never offered criticism. So they're, they've criticized the school's uh, safe start right now, so yeah. they're siding with the BCTF. Uh, they've challenged the uh, rapid testing uh, strategy of public health. Uh, Ian Payton is now challenged. Well, agriculture critic is is challenged the public health order that prevents people from selling uh, non-food items at uh, farmer markets, which is a public health order. That's not an NDP order. So again, it's a it's a tricky 
feel the opposition is supposed to be the opposition. They have to hold the government's feet to the fire. And I thought the Liberals did really good this week pointing out there's a lot of, we talked about this before, the Williams Lake Rodeo, the P&E, the Cloverdale Rodeo you had on yesterday. These organizations, I think, can make an argument. They need government assistance. And the Liberals are doing a good job prosecuting that uh, issue. It's a little trickier when you get into public health. Okay, can I tell you real quickly my uh, Walter Gretzky story? Okay, Walter Gretzky, sadly, the dad of, of Wayne Gretzky, has passed away. My first job in newspapers was at the Brantford Expositor mm. newspaper, which is the daily in uh, Wayne Gretzky's yeah. hometown. And I got to Wayne I got to interview. I've interviewed Wayne Gretzky, met his dad, talked to his dad. And what I would say about Walter Gretzky is that this guy was like the uh, the quintessential kind of hockey dad for the whole country. Very very kind, mm. generous guy. And there were lots of stories in Brantford when I was working there that if people would Wayne Gretzky fans would show up in town, they'd go to his house. They'd walk up and knock on the door and see the trophy room. And Walter Gretzky would say, "Come on in and take a look at the, <laughs> take a look at the trophy room." So classic. That's very sad that he that he's gone. Yeah, he's getting great lots of tributes on yeah. social media to Walter Gretzky. Yeah, obviously uh, an icon yeah. of the. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hockey dad establishment. All right, welcome back to the show. Keith Baldry is my guest. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on yourself. By the way, real quick, we, we spoke earlier on the show today about the continuing controversy in Surrey with the, the secret uh, council payments there. I had Chris Sims on who was saying, like, maybe they should have recall, a recall law for local municipal councillors. Recall, I mean, uh, I we, got, we got recall at the provincial level, and it's never really worked. No, because the bar is set very high. Yeah. Um, possible to meet the, the the test. I'm not. I've never been a fan of recall legislation, but uh, I still have to say Linda Seal's interview with that counselor has <laughs> just gone viral. I mean, it has. Uh, it's uh, it's go to journalism classes, journalism schools of uh, you know how to interview someone who doesn't want to give you any information. Well, it was like Linda wasn't. She wasn't like browbeating no. or anything. She was just you know like like you said on Twitter, just sort of she was just drowning herself, painstakingly really. allowing her to drift and slip yeah. below the waves, and uh, it was just you know. Uh, uh, if you're in a hole, let them keep digging if you want, yeah. because that's exactly what she did. Okay, phone me on that one, too, if you want. The Surrey City Council secret pay raise, 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898, toll free in your cell. Denise and Delta, hi. Hi. Hi there. I just wanted to tell you about my elderly brother who lives in an independent home in Tawasson. Um He was given the shot on January the 4th because they had extra from the uh, assisted living. And he was supposed to get his shot uh, over a month, his second dose over a month ago. And when he went around to the place where he was supposed to go, uh, they said they had run out. And after many uh, emails back and forth to uh, the Kin Village, they uh, had another vaccination on uh, Tuesday, I think, I believe it was, where he was supposed to get that second shot, and they didn't say anything about it until he got down there that very day to get the shot, and they said, no, you have to wait four months now. So if he has to wait the same amount of time that those other people who got their first shot, he's way over the four months. 
Okay, how did he how did he feel about that when he showed up to get well, the second shot? Oh, he he's very uh, you know he's very uh, upset about it. He yeah. he's been fussing about it since he got the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one gives him 90% protection. So there's yeah. not a lot of difference between first and second dose in terms of levels of protection. But again, uh, older senior people, their anxiety is uh, is, but this is real. And again, the communications breakdown, I think, for a, a small number of people. But nevertheless, people who, I think, um, rightly are questioning how come they weren't told. Well, this is why Bonnie Henry apologized yep. yesterday for this precise now, situation. Your, bro- your, you brother, guy shows your brother's up. not going to wait four months. Your brother's going to wait an extra two months. So again, it's... Uh, it, the clock doesn't start ticking on the four month as of the day it was announced. It's from the, from your first dose, so right? So it should be backdated four months after he got the At first four shot. Four months from June uh, from January fifth, right? So we should get it two months two yeah. months from now. Okay, yeah. Kim and Poco, hype, Kim. Hi, thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. Um, actually, my situation is exactly the same as the last caller. Um, both my dad and my sister were due to get their second shot on Wednesday. And uh, they went down to get it. Uh, my sister took time off work, and my dad is 90 years old. And for him, it's the anxiety. He had his ups and downs as far as uh, just, you know, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to get it. I'm going to get it. And it's been really bad for anxiety. Uh, so how, for sure. how, did, how did he get the news that he was not going to get the second shot? By going down there, just showing up. Yeah. yeah, he actually showed up at his scheduled appointment. Yeah, so that and that was he didn't get any email or phone call mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that either. Yeah, so that that's the communications breakdown right there. So it was announced at a news conference, and it was done. It was the decision was reached the night before, actually. Yeah, and then it was rolled out in a in a live news conference. And again, communications has always been an issue in this pandemic with health authorities, and obviously. Your your dad and and others were caught. I mean, to find out when you go down there to get your well, shot. That's not, and you're not that's not very good. No, not at all. And again, Especially I don't. I, for a ninety year old. Exactly. How did he? How did he feel? How did that affect him? Um, bad emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, he was, you know, not doing too well as far as emotional goes, and uh, he's he's having a lot of emotional issues anyway, simply because my mom is in a care home and yeah. he was the like essential visitor, so that's why he was getting his second shot, not because of his age. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry it, to hear that. I'm really thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, that's very troubling. Again, people, uh, elderly people, the anxiety issue is a very real issue. I get that all the time from people. Well, do you uh, think um, they should have just kept the promise to this small batch of people who were set to receive the shot? Yeah, and, instead of having them show up at the clinic and say too bad. Legitimate question. Legitimate question. Yeah. I mean, is, we're talking about a relatively small number of people compared to the general population. Yeah. So maybe they could have done that. Let's go to Linda on the line in Delta. Hi, Linda. Oh, hi there. Um, I was just wondering about what uh, form of government or whatever can uh, allow themselves to be uh, to get a pay raise behind closed doors. Is this municipal, federal, provincial? Yeah, no, it was, muni- it was municipal. Okay, municipal. so it was the municipal city council in Surrey. They gave themselves this pay raise. They voted themselves the pay raise in a secret meeting, what they call an in-camera meeting. And you know what? Like, if you're going to take the raise, you should be willing to take the heat. Yep. Okay, so don't do it in secret. Don't do this sneaking around stuff. Just stand up, vote yourself the raise, take the money, and then take your lumps. To, That's the way you should do to it. Vote yourself a pay raise when 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people are thrown out of work at the beginning of the pandemic. Many of them have returned to work, but there's still our unemployment rate is sky high. And for politicians, uh, particularly at the municipal level, which is the junior level of government, to vote themselves a secret pay raise is just uh, ridiculous. Keith, thanks for coming in. All right, have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. That is Keith Baldry, and that is Baldry's Beat.